For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Late Night Football Show with your host, Rohit Singh. That's me. On this show, we talk about some of the most serious, least silly topics from the world of football for your entertainment and enjoyment. Please remember that the show is BYOL. Bring your own laughs, since we don't have the budget for a studio audience. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. There's been a lot going on this week, and it's been a bit of an out-of-control week, actually, with uh, transfers and uh, draws, and, and now the game's a bit like my hair. But uh, but uh, we've, we've got the, we had a Champions League draw today, and uh, we also have some Premier League games coming up this uh, weekend. So we're going to focus on the Premier League games, but uh, I just want to say that uh, it is, it's, it's, gonna be, it's an interesting draw for some of the English clubs. I think uh, Liverpool have a very interesting draw. Uh, group with Ajax and Atlanta. Uh, Chelsea and City obviously are very easy groups. I mean, there's something going on with City, by the way. I'm just saying that they keep getting easy groups. Uh, uh, and then United, of course, I think I think we'll, we'll probably be doing the Europa League reaction, I think, from, from, from February onwards from Manchester United. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to talk about the Premier League uh, weekend. It's a big weekend of action coming up and we have got uh, we've got the broad representation of people, if not from clubs. We, uh, the four of us here, we, are, we just represent two different clubs. But we are alive from four different countries. So we've got all the way from India. We've got Jay Shankar, first, first time on the show. Jay, welcome. Yes. Hi. And, uh, yeah, and then we got from uh, all the way from Dhaka. We've got Jihan. Welcome back to the show, Jihan. After the La Liga preview show, we've got you back again for this one. Great to be back. Yes, and you're going to talk about Chelsea today. So that's going to be uh, interesting <laughs> turn of face. And then another Chelsea fan, we've got <laughs> Kevin from California. So Kevin, welcome to the show as well. Hi, thanks. Yeah, so you've got four different countries. It's it's great globalization. All right, uh, so let's get right into it, and we'll start with the first game of the weekend. We're going to start with uh, Chelsea against Crystal Palace, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting game because uh, I think Chelsea have now taken the mantle from Manchester United about being the club in crisis. Uh, let me just start with you, Jihan. Do you think this um, this this criticism of Frank is, is is going a bit overboard, or do you think that it's 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 just a We're only like four games and five games into the season to count the cup games. So do you think it's a bit too early to be starting to criticize Frank? Well, I mean, I'm just going to be very direct. I mean, we bought seven first-team players, even Eduardo Mendes as first-team player. So it's, it's, this is not FIFA. Uh, it takes time for these players to gel together. And it's, it's not just going to work like that, right? I mean, we have to give them some time. And whatever you say, Lampard is kind of young. And I'll just say this, that Antonio Conte lost his first three games. We lost 3-0 to Arsenal. Then we won the league by what, 13 or 11 points. So yes, it is too early. Uh, Kevin, the, um, you know, it's, it's a good point about having seven players and trying to gel them all together. But at what point do you think uh, there, there would be serious questions starting to be asked? Would it be this if they lost this weekend? Or do you think that there's still going to be uh, more time for Lampard? Even like, where, At what point do you think you know, those, those noises will start to get louder? I think... Uh, uh... 
December is going to be pretty uh, like such kind of period where where we're going to have like questions. Uh, everyone, everyone, including me, is going to start asking questions to Lampard. I mean, it's not just because uh, Lampard's reputation; it's because uh, uh, Chelsea has been having history or past history of having so many ma managers and not being able to, uh, you know, stick to one. So uh, I believe that uh, the pressure is on as always, and uh, I think that uh, yeah, December should be like the mid, you know, that that particular mid uh, game, uh, mid mid season questions kind of stuff. So I think uh, yeah, I think at that time maybe even the I think the winter transfers are going to be uh, uh, important for all the other clubs so let's see yeah i was gonna i was gonna say winter transfers are you asking chelsea to spend more money there no no <laughs> no spend enough already no 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 <laughs> more um, no more yeah no but the one thing is that you talk about december i think it'll be interesting because chelsea have got a pretty easy uh champions league draw i think they should get through it they've got sevilla uh ren and um Krasnodar. i don't think they should have any problems finishing second at the very least i think that should be should be fairly straightforward so yeah, you would expect them to be able to focus on two fronts at the moment pretty easily. Uh, but let's talk about the person and let's talk about the team. I think one of the areas, uh, Kevin, that that uh, that has been an area of concern is that midfield. Because uh, there's talk about what is an ideal... Let's assume that Chelsea play at, at midfield three because it looks like that's what they are trying to play most games. Um, what do you think is the ideal midfield three for Chelsea that they should be looking to play against Palace? I think... Uh... I think uh, Pulisic, uh, uh, I believe that Lampard has started playing Werner in the, as, as a wing, yeah. as a winger. Mm -hmm. But uh, it should not continue because seeing that uh, Spurs game where Werner was probably playing wing, wing right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but uh, for, for wing, it, uh, for, for midfield, it should be Kovacic. I believe, uh, and uh, Kante, and uh, Jorginho, maybe. I mean, Jorginho should start. So you do want Jorginho to start? Which, uh, yeah, yeah, because he plays. Sorry? So where would you play Harvards then? Uh, when when I saw the game, uh, the pre -pre Premier League game, uh, I, I didn't think Harvard, Harvard was playing so good. So well, but uh, and, but the but the recent games where Harvard was uh, actually like he scored he scored a hat trick right? Mm -hmm. uh, in the so, league. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm still confused, but I I'm still gonna go with Kante, Jorginho, and Kovacic. Let's see. Right. Against Palace, that's that's uh, one. Jay, do you think? What do you think? Do you think uh, Harvard should start? I mean, we'd love Jihan. I was gonna ask him that, but nonetheless, he probably joined back again. Uh, Jay, what do you think? Uh, would you start with uh, with Havertz, or would you would you start with Havertz in midfield, or would you start with him uh, as a forward? See, against Crystal Palace, I don't think you can start Havertz in midfield, for sure. You okay. need to be very their pace, uh, because uh, you know Wilfred Zaha, you know what he's going to do. They're just going to sit back, they're going to lump balls forward, and they're going to let Zaha run, get get in behind the defense. So I think Kante. See, I don't think Lampard is playing Kante correctly. Anyways, he's not playing him as a defensive midfielder. So I don't know what what is going on over there because he was 
the best defensive midfielder in the world probably when they won the world cup and after that maybe is not played in his natural position and regarding uh, havertz i think they have a real problem over there because uh, they've signed uh, hakim zaich who can play from the right if havertz is playing in the forward line he has to play from the right because werner will go through the middle and left obviously kristian polisic uh, can go from the left so you buy two players for more than 100 million combined to play for play in essentially one position right so against teams who sit back maybe you can play havertz in midfield but uh, you know against a team like crystal palace who do sit back but who can who are very dangerous on the counter i don't think you should play havertz he's, he's going to get bullied in the midfield for sure okay so jihan since you dropped off i just wanted to recap for you so kevin uh, has chosen his midfield three of uh, kante kovacic and jorginho uh, against crystal palace he thinks that's the midfield three and i think both jay and kevin agree that havertz if he's going to play he's going to play from the wing uh, for this game what do you think okay so i I'm- I'm not going to just talk about Crystal Palace. I think they should fix on a starting 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a winning team has to be. You can't keep switching all the time. Mm-hmm. So for me, the ideal midfield three, I'll also include a, uh, I'll actually say an offensive six, midfield three and attacking three. Okay. Uh, Warner strike, definitely. It has to be Warner strike. Uh, you have, I mean, the typical one. Warner, Zayek on the left, Pulisic on the right, or they can be interchanging. they both have experience playing on both sides so that will be an interesting thing to see similar to what barcelona used to do with that rotating front three um and i would suggest a more offensive midfield so havertz has to be in the middle i mean we bought, brought him in because of that creativity something that chelsea's lacked after hazard was creativity we've had those good midfielders but you know that that x factor we've missed that we've missed that for a while and havertz has that and for me it has to be kante and kovacic Jorginho is an amazing player but uh, I don't know he's he does just doesn't seem to suit Lampard and even though Lampard has said that he wants more of a holding mid I mean somebody who's just going to drop back and sit Kanté is still the best defensive midfielder in the world for me maybe I don't I, I mean it's not just me and Kevin here Kevin here any non Chelsea fan has to agree with that too he is the best if not at least one of the best defensive midfielders so he has to be utilized more properly yeah well uh, I think I mean no one or two people oh sorry Kevin Yeah, I agree to that. I said, yeah. I know one or two people on the on the group who might disagree with Kante being the best defensive midfielder in the world. Anyway, <laughs> they probably know who they are. They're watching. Um, but no, but it's interesting. I mean, Jorginho might be anti-France fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, or Tottenham yeah. fans. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. Jorginho is a player who divides opinion because there are people who think what he does is very unique, but then there are other people who probably don't. Um, don't don't see the value of or, or don't see what he brings as different to the game so it's interesting i mean i don't want to get too tactical and and you know because we have got to cover a lot but who do you think is going to be the uh, jay who do you think is going to be the key player for chelsea uh, for this game for crystal palace specifically against crystal palace see uh, they already have an issue with the goalkeeper they signed mendy right yeah, but of course but they have, they've had mistakes at the back with the goalkeeper situation i mean kepa skepa i mean i don't know what happened to him and, and that's always something to look for i mean it's a place where you need to look at where i mean if is mendy is going to be good enough or is just a second game i believe so you don't know what's going to happen there but uh, if chelsea needs to win this win this game i mean obviously it's going to be their striker timo werner i hope lampard doesn't start oliver giroud but i hope he starts with timo werner up front uh, he's going to be the key player for sure banging in the goals get the win Uh, Kevin, would you start Mendy or would you start Kepa? I would definitely start Mendy. Any Chelsea fan would start Mendy. 
Yeah, he did have a pretty good game against Spurs. Any, uh, Gian, who do you think is going to be the key player for uh, for for Chelsea? Well, considering that uh, they're so defensive, it has to be Warner for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be his movement. He has to keep moving between the wings and then cutting back inside. He has to confuse the defense. Yeah, uh, he has to somehow break that formation. Otherwise, we can't go in. Yeah, I think I think I think the key player for that's me, something Giroud doesn't bring. Yeah, I think for me it will be Harvards and where he plays on 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 that for that game. If he plays in midfield or whether he plays on the wing, I think that could decide the game. I don't know which way it will go. I don't know, but I think where he plays will be interesting to see because, as you said, Crystal Palace are going to park the bus, so they probably need someone to break through that. Uh, by you know they need creativity in the midfield. Um, so anyway, but anyway, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Uh, best and with, with that, uh, let's start with you, Jihan. What do you think is going to be the uh, the score? What do you think is going to be the score for that game? What are you going with? Three one to Chelsea. Three one to Chelsea. Okay, uh, Kevin. Chelsea has to win, so it's going to be like two one, I think. Two one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay. What do you think? I think Palace are going to sit back, defend really well. It, but then I think Werner will find a way through. It'll be one nil. One nil, one nil to Chelsea. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I think Chelsea should win. Yeah, I, I think yeah, two zero. Two, I'll go two zero. I think Mendy will keep a clean sheet. It's Mendy, right? So if Mendy plays, it will be two zero. I'll say that. Uh, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think yeah, that's that's my prediction. Two zero to Chelsea. Uh, all right, okay. So let's move on to the next one, and we'll, we're going to talk about I think the most anticipated game of the weekend, uh, and it's not Spurs. It's actually Leeds against Manchester City. I think that is the game that a lot of people yeah. are looking forward to. Um, and I have to say, UEFA are doing a much better job of 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 keeping this title race, uh, Premier League title race, going than uh, Liverpool, because uh, sorry, than Manchester City, because I think the only reason that City have got such an easy draw is because UEFA wants to see a Premier League title race. So because that you know because Liverpool will exert will do some exertion in the Champions League, City can probably play their reserves and get through, and uh, you know maybe there might be something there. I don't know. Um, but let's let's talk let's talk about this against uh, Manchester City. Um, uh, Kevin, uh, you'd have to start Ruben Diaz, right? For this one, I think if he's fit, if he's ready, he's got to start. Yeah, but I think just like uh, Thiago didn't start for Chelsea, or uh, or that's the I don't know any other player which just signed like just a few days back. I don't think they should start personally because uh, they it, it it takes time to settle in the team. So it's it should be a Laporte and I don't know AK I guess. So for me it should there, there should be like uh, the new signing should be in the bench or something. Yeah, but Laporte, of course everyone should have uh, can have different opinions. Yeah, That's not just for sure. Um, and I think the only reason why Laporte and AK would not start is because they're both left-footed. I think that that might be something. But uh, Gian, oh sorry, Gian, you dropped. Did you drop off? Are you still with us? Sorry, I thought you dropped off. Uh, Gian, what do you think? Would you start uh, Ruben Diaz? I mean, it looks like they need they need something different after the last game. But would you start Ruben Diaz, or would you would you put him on the bench? And and then you you're probably going to start Stones, right? Because that's the only option. Um, I I actually have to side with Kevin here. I mean, he just came in, and we're it's not any team. It's a Pep Guardiola team. I mean, even the goalkeeper has to know how to pass. So a new player coming in, we can again. I'm going to bring in FIFA here. You can think about Tiki Taka in FIFA all you want because it's just one mind. Here you have 11 minds. So you, a new player coming in, I don't think he can adjust with the Tiki Taka instantly. So I'll also side with the defensive pair that he's gone with too. I, I want to start. Report, yeah, 
Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that that really is the only option if he doesn't start DS because they, but they have because they don't really have any other options. Yeah, they don't have any options. It's it's, it's sad. Uh, Jay, I think we did the we did the match reaction last week, and what we agreed was that City didn't actually play that badly. Like you would, I mean, you would say that the defense was caught out, but it didn't look like anybody had a really like shocking game where you were like this player should not start. But still, you know, there's something wrong, isn't there? What changes would you make? Uh, to this, to the team that started the last game, is there any changes that you? What would you make, personnel-wise? Only thing is with Leicester City, they got Jamie Vardy, and he just wins penalties with his pace in behind, and that's just what he does. I thought that was know, and I can, well. I can actually remember one game against United where, you know, it actually forced uh, Louis Van Gaal to change the entire four-four-two diamond, and then it all went south. It was that Leicester City game where Jamie Vardy just, uh, I mean, that was in for Rafael as well in a United shirt. I think so. So, I mean, I don't think Leeds are going to... Leeds do play really well. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. They do play really well. They don't sit back. They just try to attack. They they pass. But, you know, City are the best at it. So, I don't think you can outpass City in any game. So, if, you, if they try to take the game to City, which I'm sure they will because, you know, BSLI is that kind of a manager. I think Leeds are going to get smashed in this game. 3 or 4 nil for sure. Okay, well, that's a bold prediction, but um, uh, let's uh, Jay, who do you think is going to be the key player for, for City? But uh, yeah, for uh, City. Uh, if, I, if, if I could, if I could, uh, I, I wanted to actually kind of to some extent counter what Jay said. I mean, sure, yeah, of course. Um, just in a nutshell, we thought the same about Liverpool, but they went to Anfield and they almost humiliated Liverpool. So I, I actually have to give it to Leeds. I mean, they're not what they were when we were kids, like in. Back in 2000 or 2001. Definitely they're not. They were just promoted this year, right? But um, the spirit I saw in them, this, that, I think that last time last time I saw that was in the 15-16 season. I don't think they're going to win the league like Leicester City. But they're really giving the big team the run for their money. I mean, Liverpool almost lost. Liverpool almost lost. I, uh, City could do the same too. I don't know. True. So, yeah. And the, the football kind of says it too. I mean... Yes, Jay is right. You can't outplay City. But um, one thing I have to say is Pep Guardiola at times can be very arrogant. So he, whilst the small teams need to adjust to the big teams, sometimes the big teams need to adjust accordingly too. That's what Mourinho did. Mourinho would adjust to every team there was. So, But Pep Guardiola won't do that. He might just be surprised. And um, getting back and to your just question... just to, uh, to add to that point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, one second. Just to add up, and the thing is, uh, the reason why I say Manchester City will smash Leicester, I mean, will smash Leeds, is because they got smashed last week. And it's the next, I mean, I know they played in the midweek uh, in the cup. It's the very next Premier League game. I think they're going to come all guns blazing. They're going to kill the game in the first 20 25 minutes. And then Leeds can do their fancy passing and all that. I don't think it's going to work at all. I mean, it, it, of course, it might work, but then it's Manchester City. And you know what they're about. I don't think they're gonna let it go. See, I'm trying to figure out, Jay. Are you are you really that confident in Man City's chances? Or are you trying to jinx them? Because I'm really like I'm on the fence about this. The way that you're, you're so confident, no, no. Man City. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do this. They're not. They're not. They're not that good. You know. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I think I think that's interesting. But I don't think it will be a blowout. I think it will be. I think that what will determine is is how is how good City's defense is. Because if they defend like the way they did against Leicester, they're gonna get. Leeds are gonna tear them apart because they. Leeds are basically like I would say uh, a low adrenaline version of City. They're like City, but probably you know a little bit of a, of a, but with inferior players. Like you know, City are basically an upgraded Leeds. So 
it's going to be fire against fire. And if uh, if City don't counter that what Leeds offer, then they, they could be in for a rough night. Um, uh, they, they're just going to wait for them to make a mistake. And then, as as always, Leeds just push them, push to the goal. So I think that once one of the defenders or even the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper makes some mistake from City, I think Leeds will uh, show them. Yeah. So uh, on that note, Kevin, who do you think is going to be the key player for City? I think it's it it has to be Sterling for me. Mm-hmm. If, if of course, if he plays. Yeah, he'll probably play. I mean, they don't have strikers. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Gian, I'll ask you this question. I'll ask you again. Who do you think is going to be the key player for for City? Uh, I'm sorry, I. I mean, uh, who's going to to get my facts right? KDB is going to play, right? Yeah, well, we hope so. Yeah, we never know. KDB is playing, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. KDB, KDB, and if KDB is not playing, if he's not playing. Then, and only if he's not playing. If he's playing, he's the key player. If he's not playing, it might go to Silva if he starts. Yeah. Bernardo Silva. Yeah. yeah. I, I see no reason why De Bruyne wouldn't play because there's nothing after this. We're going into the international break after this. So there's no reason not to play him. Like, it's not like there's a big game coming up. So I, I would assume De Bruyne would, would start. I think, I think for me, the key, I mean, the key player for me would have to be uh, whoever starts in that defensive midfield role, whether that's Rodri or Fernandinho. Um, we'll have to see who starts, but that is going to be the key because he's going to have to be the one to screen that back four because Leeds, Leeds are porous defensively. They're, they're not that good defensively. So there's always going to be chances coming for City. But the question is, how often will they be able to stop Leeds from attacking? I think that will be key. Uh, but on that note, Jay, predict score. We got your predicted score already, but what, what is what's your final verdict on the score? What's it going to be? 3-0 three, final? 3-0 final City. Okay, you're going a bit modest there. Uh, Kevin, what do you think is going to be the score? Is it home or away for City? Uh, Leeds, uh, Leeds are at home. It's away. Yeah. Uh, for one thing is sure, Leeds are gonna score. For mm-hmm. me, uh, I feel that. So it should be three, three one or three two for City. So City is yeah. gonna win with three two. City. Uh, Gian, what do you think? To be honest, this is the hardest game to predict. Uh, it's never easy. To be honest, it's, uh, I wish I could say that either team would win three two. But um, I guess I have to put it to somebody. So I, for some reason, I think Leeds might just come off with the win. I don't know why. I, I just okay. have this feeling. They're Three, doing pretty well. They're surprising us. They're motivated. 3-2 to Leeds? Yeah. Is that your verdict, Gian? 3-2 to Leeds? Yeah. 3-2 okay. to Leeds. I'll go a bit. I'll go a bit bold. I'll say it'll be 4-3 to Manchester City. But it'll be 4-3. There'll be 4-3. It won't be. It won't be 3-2. It'll be 4-3. But interesting, Leeds did keep a clean sheet in the last game, which I didn't expect. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they're onto something defensively. Um, all right. So that's, uh, that's uh, another good game done. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to some of the smaller clubs now, and we're going to talk about Arsenal and Sheffield. <laughs> Just yeah, no, no, there's no Arsenal fan today, is there? So I thought, I thought we were going to talk about Spurs and United. Uh, no, that's yeah. No, those those. Well, actually, well, that's that, that comment is going to get this video a lot of dislikes. I know, I know, yes. <laughs> I always make fun No, no, no. Okay, no, we'll, we'll give the respect. Arsenal against Sheffield. Um, let's talk about that one. I think uh, it's an interesting game because uh, Arsenal, it's, it's hard to play. Right? I think Arsenal are a very good bet, a good bet for top four this year. I think they definitely have the squad to, to compete on that. And yet, some people, I don't know, Arsenal fans are a little bit low key. I don't know. I think it's like the whole thing about like, not wanting to jinx it, cautious optimism. Uh, but, uh, Kev, uh, sorry, uh, let's start with you, Jay, this time, Jay. What do you, 
<laughs> what do you make? What do you think? Uh, Gabriel didn't start the last game against Liverpool for some reason. So he's, I mean, uh, you'd expect him to start now um, for this this uh, this one this one on the on the weekend. You would expect Gabriel to start. I think he should start because I mean, uh, you got David Luiz in there, which on his day he can be a good passer of the ball, but then he also has mistakes. I mean, a lot of them. So you never know what what kind what version of David Luiz you're gonna get. So, uh, but then the way Arsenal play, I mean, they always try to play out from the back, like always. They never hit it long. Mm-hmm. So, for that, I feel David Luiz is kind of important over there. So you can actually try to pair Gabriel with David Luiz, maybe, or you can go with the five at the back, which yeah. they uh, do a lot of times. Uh, I think that could work. Uh, but Arsenal, one thing I've noticed about Arsenal is that I mean, they're not getting uh, what do you say outplayed like you know. Uh, Arsenal before Arteta used to get outplayed like anything. Just, just you just watch the game, you know, like what the fuck is happening. You just don't know, right? But now under Arteta, they seem to be a little bit more composed on the ball. They seem to know what they're trying to do. They seem to have a plan. Yeah. So I think they're good, good for Europe this yeah. season. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jihan, uh, this is a critical week for Arsenal. I don't know how much you've been following, but they are after a couple of players. They're after Ewa. They're after Thomas Partey. Uh, it's a critical week in some ways. Now, none of those players will start for Arsenal because we kind of passed the deadline at this point. So, even if they sign, they won't start. But uh, the, <laughs> just in, it's not a transfer action show, but do you think Arsenal are going to go all in now for AOR and, and Partey? Do you think they'll get both of them? Do you think they'll get one of them? Do you think they'll get none? What do you think is going to... I honestly have no idea why Arsenal are taking this long. I mean... Yeah. Uh, party is not really getting the games, getting the minutes for Atletico Madrid right now. And, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hold Atletico Madrid at a higher regard than Arsenal right now. I mean, Atletico Madrid competes with Real and Barca. Arsenal, just before a few months ago, they could not compete with Sheffield. <coughs> so, Party would be an amazing addition to Arsenal. I don't know why they aren't doing it. But I am very confident that they'll get or. Or Aurier, I'm sorry if I got his name wrong. Billion himself was an amazing addition, amazing addition. I know, I've seen him for what, seven years. He's always been an amazing soldier for us. And William could be a huge, huge key for us in this season. We did not give him the proper minutes for the past two years because we've had younger players or we've had other many options. But in Arsenal, he's going to show what he's made of. I mean, I remember this one run against Liverpool. He tracked back from the attack. The moment his teammate lost the ball, he tracked back and he recovered the ball in his own box. And then he started the attack again. So, maybe Arsenal feel like they have that right squad already. I don't know. But they really should get somebody else because mm-hmm. a defensive midfielder like Party himself would be an amazing addition. Yeah, for sure. It looks like Arteta is building a nice, hard-working team. Kevin, final question on, on this one. And we'll talk about Sheffield. We'll talk about Sheffield here. Um, three losses on the bounce. They had a very good season by all accounts last year. If they lose to Arsenal, is it now time to start worrying about uh, relegation? Relegation, definitely. Uh, Sheffield hasn't scored a single goal since the start of the Premier League. Yeah. So, and I think it's really definitely bad. a worry. I think I it's a definite, definitely it's a worry. But uh, considering uh, games again, it's a game against a team like uh, Arsenal. I think that they, they, sh- they should wait for like. Maybe at least a one, uh, one or two games more, because Arsenal, uh, like considering, like uh, it's a good team as opposed to uh, Sheffield. Yeah. So let's see. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, they, but they still have to look at performances because you're yeah, not scoring a goal. Um, Definitely. Tough, isn't it? And they didn't have a good post-lockdown period either. So there's some concern there, but we'll see We'll see what happens. I think this year, that, I think there will definitely be some panic stations. Uh, on that note, uh, uh, Jay, who do you think is going to be the key player for Arsenal? For this one? Jay? Oh, I think we've lost Jay for a second. Um, all right, Jihan, I'll transfer that over to you. Who do you think is going to be the key player for uh, for Arsenal in this one? And we all, when you think of Arsenal nowadays, you already have that one name, except of Arteta, Aubameyang. Uh, but uh, I think William needs to put it, put in another shift too. So William, William, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kevin, uh, who do you think is going to be the key player? Uh, I think these days, Lacazette has been training really, really nice. So I think the key player uh, has to be and should be uh, Lacazette for me. So, all right, uh, and uh, predict scores for you guys. What do you think is going to be the score? Um, uh, for uh, I'll go uh, easy win, win for Arsenal, mm-hmm. uh, 2 nil. Or if Sheffield is able to score, then it's 2 1 max. Do you think Sheffield will score? Uh, very difficult, but they have pressure, yeah. and Arsenal have been sloppy considering they have David Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jian, what do you think? Three-nil to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing way too well right now. They beat us for the FA Cup. They beat Liverpool for the Community Shield. It wasn't too long ago. They're winning all their matches. Just a loss against Liverpool really doesn't matter. Three-nil yeah. to Arsenal. Mm-hmm, for sure. And looks like Jay is back online again. Yeah, we I mean, lots of internet issues today. So, but nonetheless. Okay, uh, hey Jay, welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, well, okay, well, let's ask you. What do you think is going to be the score? Arsenal against Sheffield United. What do you think is going to be the score? I can see an Arsenal win. Easy win for Arsenal. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Okay, so we got a 2-0, 2-0, 3-0. Okay, that's good. Yeah, all right. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be an easy win for Arsenal. Yeah, uh, I'll go... Yeah, I'll say 2-0. 2-0, I think it's about right. They might go 3, though, um, if uh, Sheffield lose their heads. All right. Uh, well, the big game of the weekend, we're going to talk about that now. Manchester United against Tottenham. And it's not actually, uh, you know, in, in most circumstances, it would be a very uneventful game. But there is some spice that, that Jose and Ole are having this kind of banter. I don't know what's going on. It's like some of the most ridiculous things that they've talked about. They've talked about goalposts. They've talked about, uh, you know, VAR penalties. They're talking about Bruno Fernandes. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's all kinds of, I mean, what happened to mind games, right? Um, all right, let's start uh, with you, Jay. Uh, would you start Eric Bay in this one? Um, I, it, would you start him knowing his injury record? But would you would you would you start Bay or would you be like, well, no, we just gotta stick with Maguire and Lindelof? I'd like to start Bay along with Maguire, but then I think Maguire and Lindelof have something going on. I mean, we were All one of the best defenses. I mean, last year with them starting most of the games, and they have started the Premier League games this season as well. I don't think there's a need to change. And though I'd like to start Bay, but nah. I think against Tottenham, you need to be very solid. You need to go with what you know. And uh, you need to stick to the same 11, I suppose. Other than bring Matic in. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kevin, yeah, it's interesting as well. He talks about, uh, you know, Maguire and Love. I think the only issue with Bay is you almost like are risking a substitution because, you know, somebody probably might get injured. But would, would you start with, with Bay considering that he's the only one with pace, right? I mean, would you start him? Or would you? Yeah, I think Bay is a good player. So they should start him, no matter the risk. Uh, they need they need to uh, have a good result. Yeah, sure. Uh, so um, 
Yeah, and that that's going to be key. I think one of those key decisions to take. Um, Gian, uh, those Spurs, they they have a Europa League. They had they had a Europa League game today. They, they've been playing a lot of games. Um, it's it's difficult to say what kind of team that they put out. But now it's Son injured. Uh, how do you see that front? Well, I guess it's a front two because he's playing a back three. So how do you see that stacking up? Who would you start with Kane? Would you start uh, Bergwijn or would you start Mora? Or would you start all three and play a three-four-three? Uh, well, Son being injured is a very big problem. So mm-hmm. Kane is Kane has been beautiful as a center forward, you know, a support striker. So I think Mourinho is just going to go with a solution where he gets somebody who can just score the goals. Yeah, and uh, I, I think he's just going to go with the with youth right now, mm-hmm. because again, Mourinho at least what he thinks or what he says is he's going to be some long term manager for Tottenham. Who, by the way, are a much more patient team than anybody who's managed before. So, yeah, I think that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, when he says long term, he Gain might be back. four years instead of three years. So, that, that might be long term for him. Five years, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, so would, so you'd start with yeah, yeah, the, Bergwijn? Yeah. Yeah, Bergwijn, yeah. Easy. I think. And he did score a goal in the last time they played. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, might make sense. Uh, Jay, what do you, what do you, what would you, would you start a, 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 with a back three and then a, would you start a three four three uh, and give up that midfield battle or would you go with a three five two? For Spurs, yeah, for Spurs. You know, it's Jose. He's definitely going to park the midfield for sure. He's I'll probably play with Kane up front. Whoever the wingers are, I mean, both the wingers are going to be tucked in towards midfield. Well, the wing backs, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Or they, he might start with uh, five across midfield and then just bring it back. And three, he'll probably go with Lo Celso and uh, the other, who's the other one? Probably not Ndombele. I think he's injured, right? Uh, no, no, it'll probably be Hodgeberg. It was Hodgeberg and uh, Big Club in the last one. So Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Jose against Big Clubs, you know how he's going to line up. He's not going to go with three up front for sure. Definitely go one up front, five or five across midfield or five across defense both ways. And He's going to park the midfield right in the midfield battle and play on the counter. Yeah. Um, Kevin, a controversial question for you. Uh, he scored a goal in the last game. Would you start Pogba or would you start Donny Van I would start Pogba because Pogba has been... I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I, should, I would start both. But if you're asking one of them, uh, it's difficult, but it, it can be Pogba considering defensive options. Yeah, well, we shall see. That is a big decision to make. Uh, yeah. But on that note, uh, Jian, who do you think is going to be the key player for Manchester United? Pogba. Pogba. If he starts, midfield is very important. Today, mid- today is all about midfield. It's all about midfield. Both teams have amazing midfields, and uh, like he said, uh, it's Mourinho. We know he's going to park the midfield. Yeah. So every time he's been with Chelsea, I, that's all I've seen. I mean. Mourinho is all about the midfield game. If he gets that right, he wins today. And he knows Pogba is his most instrumental midfielder. Yeah. Um, Jay, what do you think for United? What do you think is going to be key? Uh, see, Pogba, without doubt, is our best player. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's our best player, for right. sure. But the thing is, in this game, I don't think Pogba is disciplined enough defensively. Okay. So, what we can do is start with Matic, who can do that role defensive midfielder. We might need Van der Beek and Bruno Fernandes. They both can pass the ball. They, they both can get out of tight situations. And that could come in handy when the midfield is parked. 
like how it definitely is going to be and then the pogba can always come off the bench like an x factor and he can just influence the game from the bench i think that'll be a better fit uh, than starting pogba from and being disappointed within 60 minutes he'll be frustrated and you know pogba he, if he once he gets frustrated and he sits down he's not going to produce anything so bringing pogba on at the 60 65 minute mark can change the game mm-hmm. but till then keep it tidy we need to attack we need to pass the ball properly and get rashford and whoever starts on the right wing get them involved and try to attack it's going to be green yeah. i'm going to counter jay with yeah. that uh, i think that uh, the only reason united didn't start uh, pogba against brighton and hove is because he didn't start right No, he yeah he came on last twenty minutes. Yeah, it's probably like, because you're, you're talking uh, about the league cup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Carabao Cup. Yeah, it's it's probably because uh, uh, Ole might want him against Spurs at front. Uh, I mean, at the start. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Pogba will start. I wouldn't start him, but yeah, I think he will start um, that one. He scored a goal as well, so you know now you've got a justification to start him. Um, I would ask you guys who's going to be the key player for Spurs, but I think it's going to be Harry Kane. Like we all, yeah. <laughs> does anybody have any other answer aside from Harry Kane? I'm kidding. I'm sorry, Spurs fan, but no, there is a nerd. Yeah, no, because we are, yeah, because we are on time. So yeah, so all right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it has to be the defensive midfield. Defensive, okay. I think key players in the defensive midfield. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about one of the fastest attacks in the world. I think it is. I think Manu have the fastest attack in the world. I'm I'm not sure. So um, maybe. Yeah. I. I, 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 I mean, unless you want to talk Dortmund, who have got uh, Sancho and uh, Haaland, then I mean, you know, they got fast. But yeah. Are we forgetting Arsenal? Who do they have? Oh right. 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 Well, Arsenal. But, but William, Obama, I won't yeah. say he's the fastest pony there is. I mean, just look at them, James. Marshall and Rashford. I mean, wow. Bobby Greenwood. Wow. Well, it won't be James. They're fast. Yeah, Greenwood is fast too. We'll be Greenwood. Yeah, James is only fast. So he's he's fast too. Yeah, Greenwood is fast. Right. Playing for Spurs is going to be Harry Kane for sure. He's going to get one chance, and if he buries it, they'll win the game. Yeah, that's 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 the big issue, isn't it? The defense is going to be strong. I think we might even play a back five against Spurs. To be honest, I I I I don't know what what I literally generally don't know what's going to happen with that one. But anyway, on that note, uh, Perry scores. Kevin, what do you think is going to be the score? Very difficult to predict. Uh, it has to be a draw. It has to be a one or one draw. One or draw. Yeah. Um, Jian, what do you think? Two one Spurs. Two one to Spurs. All right. Um, Jay. I think we'll make it two one. Two one to United. Yes, you got to draw a win and a, a draw and a win for Spurs and a win for Manchester United. You got like all a complete tie, one one one. Now I, I can't see United winning this one. Honestly, I cannot. Um, with this squad that they have right now, and they they're not going to be able to add to it, so they're not going to win. It's going to be either a lucky draw or they're going to lose. I, yeah, I mean, I I, I probably think it will be a one 0 to Spurs, and that's what it's going to be. I, I just I can't I can't see I cannot see United winning this. One chance for Harry Kane and he'll bury it. Yeah, that's. I think that's what's going to happen. That the United are going to keep battering, and then there'll be a chance. But on that note, what could happen? You get a penalty, bro. Don't worry. Yes. Well, that's what. That's the thing. That's the funny thing. I was going to ask. Like, what? What chances is that there's going to be handball penalty in that game? <laughs> just trying to see Mourinho blow up just for that. One hundred percent. That there will. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, there will be a handball penalty. I'm already imagining uh, Mourinho He- rant about it. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. He scored eight. Eight pen. Bruno Fernandez scored eight penalties in half of a season. How is that even possible? Teams are awarded less than eight penalties in a in an entire season. He got eight in half a season. Well, that's yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird as well because I always look at United games, and this is something I say. I know we're a bit on. We're going a bit over on time, but 
one thing I always noticed with, with United is most of the penalties they get, if the, if the defender just let the player be, there wouldn't be a goal because they would, they would have no way of scoring goals. But the defenders still feel the need to tackle them. Like, you know, all the penalties that we've had so far, I think, as I said last season, only two were probably iffy. The others were all legit. And it's, it's just even this, what we got uh, this season so far, they've all been legit. The only thing is, if they just let that play go, there would not be a goal. They just had to not. The penalty rule is anyway ridiculous this season. Yeah. Well, the one that the handball was was a ridiculous handball from Mope, and then the other one that we got against Luton was 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 a penalty. So, you know, no, I'm saying the I mean the rule this season is just ridiculous. I mean, oh, yes. they give everything. Yeah, the, and the referees have said that they will be lenient with that rule now. <laughs> they said that they're going to be more lenient with the rules. So I don't know what's going to happen now. Like they've already screwed a few teams over. Now we're going to not 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 screw the other teams over. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, but on that note, let's go to the final game. That we're going to talk about Aston Villa against Liverpool. Uh, you have to say if City lose or draw, uh, and ask ask Kevin if City lose or draw, and then Liverpool win this one. You have to say the race is over, right? There's no race. I mean, I think it's over already, but you have to say it's over, right? I mean, yeah, it's over. But uh, considering we, uh, they have, I mean, there is Leicester still in the race. <laughs> Leicester, Everton. I mean, like seriously, are we really expecting Leicester? And Everton are there as well. They've won three out of three. Are we really? Yeah, I don't think Everton is ever gonna win the league ever. I mean, are we really expecting those guys to have the squad to challenge? I think mean, I think Leicester would be a, would be challenging if they weren't yeah. in Europe. They are playing in Europe and they're gonna have that issue. Uh, Everton, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what do you think, Jian? Do you think um, do you think the title race would be over if if uh, if we uh, if, if if City lose a draw and then Liverpool win? Well, I could say that, but then I think about the 2011-12 season. I mean, what in December, Manu was eight points stop, and then City was eight points stop, and then I think again Manu was eight points stop, and then at the end of this entire season, City won it with what seconds remaining. So again, I think it's it's too early to say. I mean, even if the difference would be what four or five points from now uh, between two teams, I don't think it's enough to separate them. Mm-hmm. Liverpool are rampant, let's be honest. But I think all of us here can agree that uh, after the COVID break, they have not been the Liverpool that we've seen at the start of the year, or the season. They, they have not been winning as many games. And in fact, I think if we did not beat City, they wouldn't have won the league as soon as they did. They would win the league either ways, but they'd probably take another round or two. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's too early. It's too early. I think maybe we should wait till at least December or January to understand who's going to win the league. Or make an idea. You guys are just too optimistic. You guys are, yeah. You guys, you guys are okay. Okay, let me just mention on that one about 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 uh, what you were saying. Liverpool not winning as much. They were not winning as much because pre-lockdown they were winning every game. So it was going to be hard to. They were obviously not going to win as much if they lost even one because they're just winning every game. But no, but um, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's hurt, it hurts me to say this because I'm you know I I'm not I'm a United fan, so it, it hurts me. But. Jay, I, 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 I don't know about Kevin and Gian. They seem very optimistic. It hurts you either way. I mean, you have no way to go. You hate Liverpool and you hate City. Yeah, you were just waiting for us to mention United. Nothing no, I, don't. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but Jay, I mean, it's, I, I, the thing is, I watched Liverpool and I'm trying to figure out what is their weakness? What is the point that somebody can, where, where I can see that there's a chance for someone to get to, to, to try to get a win? I just don't, I don't see how any team, and I cannot see City beating my, Liverpool, you know, in a one-off game, I would pick Liverpool to beat City. Obviously, that is not how football works, and there's always upsets and things like that. But um, do you see anyone like catching up to to Liverpool? I mean, you, you know, in the, I mean, it could all change. I mean, they could lose to Aston Villa of all, of all teams. But uh, do, you, do you, realistically, I mean, do, are we are we seeing that Liverpool are probably going to run to the title? What do you think? 
See, everything suggests that they're going to run to the title. But then Manchester City, you know, they have chased down multiple, I mean, they've chased down leads in multiple seasons. And some big leads that too. So, uh, you cannot count, the, count Manchester City out in October. The season has just started. Okay. But Liverpool, they look unstoppable at the moment, as much as it hurts me to say that. Uh, the only thing that gives me hope is, you know, they've made mistakes at the back this season. Uh, I mean, they're not their usual self at the back. So, that gives me a little bit of hope that, you know, they might crumble. And Liverpool in, in the past have crumbled easily. So, you know, even before they won their, uh, before they won the Premier League, everyone was saying, even in January when they had a, I mean, double digit lead, they were saying, you know, we were uh, using that, uh, I mean, we use a template, we use a troll to say that, you know, we all know how the elephant got, <laughs> I mean, got there and we, we all know how it will fall. We don't know how the elephant got up the tree, but we know it will fall. So using that uh, analogy to uh, talk about Liverpool, but then uh, let's just hope that they don't do it this season. I'd rather City than Liverpool. And that hurts me. Too. I mean, that hurts me as well. But I don't want Liverpool to catch catch up to us. Yeah. They're on 19, we're not 20, and I'd rather City win. Yeah, yeah. When you, I, City, you mean Leicester City, right? So, okay. yeah, <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> you like it? Kevin, you saying? I have I have noticed that uh, every time Liverpool uh, concedes, they also tend to bounce back that much. Like they have scored. In that much, in more than uh, that, uh, the force, you know. So I think that uh, it's not going to be uh, so easy to predict this time. But uh, I'm going to agree with Zian to wait till December. Yeah. Well, you guys can wait till December. There's no problem. I know what's going to happen. So you know, like that. you guys, yeah, you know, it's, no, I'm just kidding. But no, but it it just, it just seemed tough. But nonetheless, um, I mean, we live in a world of hyperboles, so you know, we'll always, we'll always have. Uh, that, but uh, Kevin, uh, so many players to pick from. But who do you think is going to be the key player for Liverpool? For oh, Liverpool, oh, uh, Mane was pretty good last game against Arsenal. So I'm gonna go with Mane or Salah. So, but for me, it's Mane. Let's see. Yeah, if he plays, I mean, because yeah. uh, they already have a game right today against Arsenal, and then they go, there's gonna be another game on Monday, right, against Aston Villa. Uh, yep. So, so yeah, if Mane plays, it has to be Mane, otherwise Sela. Jian, what do you think? Well, the media and all the Facebook posts and everything is going to show us probably Mane or Sala, but I have to talk about their new unsung hero, and that's Thiago. Uh, I don't know if you saw his stats against Chelsea. They were mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I think he made the greatest number of passes against a single team in a single game in, the, in Premier League history or something like that, and he played for only half the so Thiago, uh, sorry, Thiago will not. Uh, he probably won't get a hat trick of assists like Kane did, or score a goal, or maybe something. But I think he's gonna be the he's gonna be the dictator of the game. So unsung hero, it will be Thiago. But media money. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, you're missing the fact that Thiago has tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so he won't be playing that game. Oh right, uh, I'm, so sorry, about that. That I'm so sorry about that. Too. Okay, yeah, so it won't be Thiago, sadly. Well, but he will yeah, well, be key yeah, to making sure that nobody else gets infected. No, that's something I'll have to do. Maybe that maybe COVID is the only thing that can stop Liverpool. I hope not. Though. I hope nothing happens to the Liverpool players. I hope they're good. Um, so, Gian, do you want to change your answer? Yeah, yeah. Well, since uh, the unsung hero isn't there, the sung hero is still there, Mane. Well, nobody's picking so, uh, player of the year, Jordan Henderson. No, okay, it's just, just like a running joke that I keep making. Uh, no, Liverpool I mean, Henderson okay. is always he's. Consistently really good, you know, 
I mean, everybody has good games. Henderson has 38 consistent good games, but he's never really that X factor. No, no, and I'm just, I'm just messing around. This is this a running joke with people when John Henderson. Uh, Jay, what do you think is going to be the score? How many goals are you going with for Liverpool? Five, six. Okay. I think Liverpool will win easily. I mean, it's going to be a walk for Liverpool. I mean, Aston Villa. Though they have signed Ross Barkley, I don't know if he'll play. They have Barkley, they have Grealish, they have decent attacking midfielders. But Liverpool are just too good. And I think they'll walk the game. 3-4-0, three, three, maybe. 3-0 yeah, or 4-0? Four 4-1. Nil. Four nil. Let's four say one. Barkley. 4-1. Yeah, okay, Barkley's going to score. That will, that will rub Chelsea fans the wrong way. Barkley scores. Jihan, uh, what do you think? Score is going to be final score. 4-1. Four 4-1. One. Four one. Four one. Four one. Liverpool. Liverpool will dominate, but Liverpool's defence is too leaky. One goal has to go in. Okay. Kevin, what do you think? I think uh, Villa has failed to score, right? This season, I guess. Uh, no, I think they scored. They won a game. They won. They won as well. Oh, oh right. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, but said I'll go with 2 and Liverpool. 2 0? Let's yeah. see. Yeah, I think it'll be 2 0 or 3 0. Yeah. The Liverpool yeah, don't do those big blowouts anymore. They, they try to conserve their energy. So, yeah, it'll probably be 2 0 or 3 0. Yeah, probably 2 0. Let's say 2 0. All right, awesome. Okay, well, that concludes our uh, reviews. We missed out on teams like Leicester and Everton. I know that. But unfortunately, uh, I think those there are teams that need to be discussed. And we'll probably discuss them in our match reactions when we do that. So we'll talk about them. So in any case, if any Le- Everton or Leicester fans are watching, I'm sorry. But uh, we do not have a lot of time to talk about that stuff. So we'll leave that. Uh, but thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you so much, Jihan and Jay, for joining me today to do this uh, match, reaction, uh, match preview. Um, as a preview show, we really appreciate it, and uh, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, great thank you, for, thank yeah, you for having us. Great yeah. to be here. Yes, it was a pleasure to be here. If you liked that video, please remember to like and share, and also subscribe to our channel if you're new. We've got to 84, so let's try to get to 90. We're gonna have a lot of uh, shows actually if things go right. We're gonna have a lot of shows over the next few days because there's a lot of things happening, and we're gonna have that. So please remember to subscribe so you can get your notifications about whenever these new episodes come out. Uh, please remember to do that. It'll help us get to 90. Let's see if we can get to 90 uh, subscribers by the end of the by the end of the weekend. We have small goals, so help us get there. Uh, that's only six more people actually. So, uh, but thank you so much, everyone. Have a good day, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to that episode of Late Night Football. We need your help to grow this channel. So if you've been enjoying the show thus far, please do like and subscribe to this channel and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, neighbors, drinking buddies, fellow football fans, and anybody else you know or don't know. We really appreciate it. Uh, please also follow us on Twitter and Facebook via the links in the description below and spread the word about us. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.